0: Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live
3: right now. And you have joined Calvary Live. You just heard that number where you can call in and ask a question about the Bible or Christian living or what should our worldview as Christians be when we see all the things going on around us. And there are a lot of things that are going on around us. We wonder about it. We we get confused about it. And we want to be able to minister to you and bring you Uh, good, solid biblical answers, and to encourage you and build you up. So give me a call. We got open lines. This, of course, Calvary Live is the program where you, the listener, get to call in and uh, ask questions as uh, this is your program. Um, And it's just an encouragement. We go to the Word of God to give you answers. We encourage you in the things of the Lord. We want to pray with you so you can give your prayer requests. And I know that Uh, Many of you that are out there that are listening to Calvary Live right now, that you do have prayer requests, and we get to all join together in one spirit and one heart and one accord and just lift these prayer needs up. And so this is a little bit different uh, talk show. There's lots and lots of talk shows on the radio, but we get to talk about Jesus. We get to talk about the Word of the Lord. We get to go to the throne of grace that is His throne, in time of need, as Hebrews chapter 4 declares. My name is Jeff Figgs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado on this beautiful Tuesday afternoon. Welcome all you who are listening live on Grace FM all along the Front Range, two different radio stations, 101.7 in southern Colorado, Pueblo, West, and Fountain. I'd love to hear from you guys in Fountain. That's my old stomping grounds. I went to high school down there in the Widefield area, so i'd love to hear from you let me know that you're listening ask your questions if you need prayer colorado springs as well got a lot of good friends and memories there in colorado springs and then also 89.7 from castle rock parker up through the metro area boulder longmont fort collins Greeley, uh, up into southern wyoming laramie and cheyenne welcome uh, we're so glad you're listening give me a call You're listening live on this Tuesday afternoon. The sun is shining. It's a beautiful winter day here along the Front Range. Hope you're doing well. Pray you're doing well and love to hear from you. So get one of those open lines. Now's the time to grab it. And let's talk about the things of the Lord. There's another way for you to be able to get a hold of me uh, or communicate to me a question or a prayer request. And that's through a dedicated text line, 720 336 And so as you are encouraged, maybe you're new to Calvary Live, uh, put those two numbers in your contacts. You can just pull it up, and uh, you can give us a call, or you can text us uh, at those numbers I just gave to you, 303-690-3000, the call-in number. we got a couple open lines. Grab one real quick. We're going to go to the phone lines here in just a minute, and then text line 720-336-0897. But I do want to say hello to those who are listening uh, on uh, the Radio by Grace uh, network, radio network all throughout the country, many stations. Uh, we're so glad that you have joined us live uh, here on the program, and so we invite you to call. It's so good. Yesterday, we got calls from uh, all over, from New Orleans and uh, Atlanta, Georgia, from Tennessee, and uh, Arkansas, and all kinds of different places. So I'd love to hear from you guys again today. And then welcome those of you who are listening online as well from uh, all over the country that you too can call anywhere in the United States, 303-690-3000. And then those of you who are week delayed on Higher Rock Radio or Truth FM, Hope FM, you can call. You'll have a, uh, You'll have a connection to where you'll talk to me. And then... You get to listen to it next week. So welcome, everyone. So glad that you've joined us. So glad to be a part of your lives. So give me a call. We've got uh, an open line uh, that uh, you can grab, but I do want to go to Rob in Aurora. Rob?
2: Hi, Pastor Fix. How are you? Good. I have a question about um, Psalm 66, verse 18 which refers to if you have unconfessed or unrepented sin in your heart, uh, God cannot or cannot hear your prayers. And, I mean, uh, I know my, myself that, that I struggle with, with uh, sin, as we all do, and there are some things that, you know, come up, and I, I trip a lot in my own walk. Um, and I get back up and I keep and I keep rolling along but I just want to get some clarification. Um, you know I confess to God all of my sins no matter what they are and I, I'm just wondering because I, I have trouble with two things in particular that that are repetitive if, if because of that God is not hearing my prayers anymore. And I just wanted to get your your input on that.
3: Yeah, because you can read that in, uh, in Psalm 66, and um, again, as you read it in verse 18, uh, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. It also reminds me, I believe, in Isaiah chapter 59, you might read something that's similar. Uh, let me find it here and read it to you. And we look at it and we wonder, Lord, are you not hearing my prayer? Uh, he says behold the Lord's hand is not shortened this is Isaiah 59 that it cannot save nor is ear heavy that it cannot hear but your iniquities have separated you from your God and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear so we can read that and we think Lord you know I do sin I do struggle in certain areas and does that mean that you're not hearing my prayers we also know what is interesting, that there's another place that a lot of people don't realize, is that in 1 Peter chapter 3, that Peter says that, Husbands, you're to live with your wives in an understanding way, and if you don't, then your prayers are hindered. And I think particularly, going back to what your specific question is in Psalm 66, that if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear in other words, I think what he's saying is, it isn't that God doesn't hear us audibly, but the way that I take it is is that no one should think that God could be persuaded merely through, you know, just through prayers, um, that uh, if there is iniquity in my heart, God's not going to bless that prayer. He's not going to answer it. If I say, Lord, I'm in an adulterous relationship, will you bless this? He's not going to do that, Right. And I think that's what the psalmist is getting at, that if we ask God to bless sin, to bless compromise, something that is carnal, then he's not going to hear that. He's not going to give in to that. And and so that's what Isaiah is saying in chapter 59, that your iniquity has separated you from God that he will not hear. So he's not going to be persuaded because we want something that is not good for us, that's not according to his will, that is sinful, that is carnal, and he will not hear and he will not bless that. And Because I've had people come into my office and they have said that, you know, Pastor Jeff, I know God brought this person into my life and and i just praying that it works out, uh, but I'm going to have to divorce my wife. Well, I'm not going to pray for that. God's not going to answer that because we know that there's iniquity that's involved and there's sin involved. So that's how I see the overview of that, that if I regard iniquity in my heart, he's not going to hear that. He's not going to give in to that not be persuaded by it. Does that make sense?
2: Uh, yeah. So by, uh, by confessing known sin, and even if, if it is a sin that I struggle with, and and, you know, lying my head on the pillow at night and say, God, I you know, I did it again. Yeah. I and and I, I, I need your mercy, I need your grace right now. Yes. Um, you know, I, I. so I think what I hear you're saying is is that I'm not asking him to bless something that is that is iniquity. Right. I think I'm just saying that, you know, I, I, I did it again and and I'm sorry yeah. and and I have to get up and keep running my race tomorrow, that he will hear that.
3: Yeah. And he will. And he will honor that because first John one nine says that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And that confession just simply means literally the word to be in agreement with. I'm in agreement with you, Lord, that this is wrong. I confess it and then there's forgiveness. And and I think that, uh, that a lot of us that are listening right now, there's some area where we can struggle. We struggle in this area, and I sin. It may, it may be anger. It may be uh, unforgiveness. It may be lust. It may be a number of things. And it's like, Lord, I know that you're tired of this, but I confess it once again. And what that does is it helps us in our intimacy and fellowship with Him. Because you know when isaiah says that our sins separate us from god we know that sin separates us from god in relationship with him when we go to jesus christ we have an advocate with the father jesus christ the righteous as john writes in 1 john but unfortunately even though we're born again by the spirit of god we're a new creation in christ we still wrestle with the flesh we still wrestle with the world and and we still have a uh, the sin that you know, comes into our lives, and it will always be that way, um as long as we're on this side of eternity. Now, it doesn't mean we don't grow, it doesn't mean that that sanctification isn't taking place; we're not sinless, but uh as we go closer to the Lord as we draw close to him, being conformed into the image of Jesus Christ, we should be sinning less, but there are some areas that we can just struggle in, and it's like, Lord, this is like the third time today that I've asked for forgiveness, and He's so merciful and so forgiving. But what that does is I believe it keeps us close to Him in fellowship with Him. Because if we continue in sin, we continue in carnality, we still have relationship, but the fellowship, the intimacy, ends up being broken. And I just kind of see it as that confession is just tearing down that wall that sin can do between us and the Lord, and um and you know my prayer for me is every day and it's really convicting prayer is lord as paul would write in first timothy i want to have a good conscience i want to have sincere faith and i want to have a pure heart and i think i'm so far from that pure heart lord i know i can have a clean heart and that's different as i'm cleansed by the blood of jesus christ but i want a pure heart and i think he honors that and he honors that when we confess our sin Before him and just asking for just those exact words you said for his mercy and grace in our lives to continue to work in us and and grow us and move us forward in him
2: all right thank you so much pastor fix bless you
3: you bet god bless you all right 303-690-3000 is calling number when somebody hangs up then there's an open line so there's an open line that is available and we're going to continue with the phone lines. Let me give you that text number again, 720-336-0897. Let's go to Sylvia and Greeley. Hi, Sylvia. Sylvia, Hello. you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hi, you're you're on Calvary Live.
1: Oh, I, yeah, I just wanted to,
4: yeah, I'm here.
3: Yeah, you're on okay, the program.
4: I just wanted a prayer because I've been struggling with some issues, um, Mm -hmm. with anxiety and depression.
3: I'm so sorry.
4: And, And I just, you know, I've been praying to God every day and I do prayer like at Thanksgiving and I just don't know if I, if I need something else to pray. And I know he hears us.
3: He does. He does. He does, Sylvia. And. And here's the thing, especially in the last couple years or, you know, because um, of COVID, it may have nothing to do with COVID with you, just personal, um, you know, stress or problems or challenges that face. But we can go through those seasons where we go through anxiety and we get down and we feel discouraged. And the Lord desires to bring his comfort to you. You know, Paul the Apostle, when he was writing to the church at Corinth, they he would write that um, that we were pressed beyond measure when we came out of Asia. And he writes about the God of comfort who comforts us in all our tribulations. And I just want to encourage you that the Lord desires to comfort you and bless you and, and draw you to himself. Uh, Paul the Apostle, when he was in prison, he writes, not knowing what his future is, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your minds and hearts in Christ Jesus. Sylvia, the Lord wants to bring you that peace that passes understanding. He wants to bring that comfort to you that only He can truly give. He wants to bring you that joy, and joy is a lot different than happiness. Happiness is dependent upon circumstances. So something difficult happens or challenging or hurtful happens, I'm not happy about it. But joy is just having that confidence and that peace and assurance that, Lord, you love me, and you're with me, and I don't have to be afraid. Your promises are true for me. That's joy. It's, it's much deeper and richer than happiness. It is something that we can have when we're going through trials. And that's why in the Bible it says that count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that God is working, he's maturing us, he's growing our faith, He's with us, and that's what he would want you to know, Sylvia. And so the way for you to continue in moving towards peace and joy and not being anxious is going to the Lord, knowing the word of the Lord, being in closeness with him, and then being in fellowship with other believers. And I'll tell you what, you're going to see as you call out to the Lord that, Lord, I need you to know Him and His Word, because there's comfort in the Word of God. There's comfort in His uh, promises that are given to us. There's comfort in His uh, you know, uh, promise of His presence. And even as we know that we can go to Him, David would write in Psalm 61, They hear my cry, O God, and attend to my prayers. From the end of the earth I will cry to you, and my heart is overwhelmed. And lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And what I'm hearing from you, Sylvia, is your heart is overwhelmed right now and that he hears your prayer. And when you feel like you're at the end of your world, you can go to him. And he desires to just uh, keep you under uh, the shelter of his wings and keep you in a place of protection and security. So I want to pray for you. But Sylvia, be in a place where you're hearing the word of God and you're with God's people. Okay. Okay. Yeah,
1: uh, I, I I do have fellowship with other people that are believers as well.
3: Good, good. And keep going to Him and and you you call any time and we're here to pray for you and help you in any way. And and here in Greeley, we're here to help you and serve you in any way we can to encourage you in the blessings and the strength of the Lord Jesus Christ. So Lord, I pray for Sylvia. I just pray that you be with her. She right now is hurting, and she's down and discouraged and depressed, and and it's overwhelming. And she's looking for joy. She's, she's desiring that peace that passes understanding. And I just pray right now that she would perceive your presence, that she would just receive your comfort that on, only you can truly give, that, Lord, that she would know that she can call out to you when her heart is overwhelmed and that she would know that you love her and that you're with her and your promises are true for her. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would just touch her heart and, Lord, lift her, be the lifter of her head. And as she's cast down and as she said, even as David said, why you cast down, O oh, my soul, that, Lord, that she can trust in you and rest in your love And that you would bring people in her life to encourage her and build her up and bless her. And, and Lord, do that work that you want to do, a joy unspeakable, a peace that guards her heart and mind in Christ Jesus. And I just pray that you would bless her and that she would know that you are true and faithful and that you won't leave her. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Amen.
2: Thank you
3: so much. You bet, Sylvia. Call me anytime if you need prayer. Okay. Okay? All right. 303-690-3000. I think that I've, you know, have talked to, and perhaps you have as well, that people are down and discouraged, and we need to build them up. We need to encourage them in the things of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the Word of God. And then, you know, uh, I think uh, there can be a lot of, um, you know, just— Tearing down and being negative and critical and all this. We don't want to be about that, do we, Christians? We want to be a light. People are looking for light. They just don't know where to find it. There's so much darkness. They're looking to be encouraged. And it doesn't mean we don't bring correction at times or rebuke, but we do it in a way of love and pointing them towards Jesus Christ and the Word of God. The, the world desperately needs to hear that. And so, and to pray with people and to be uh, just flexible in our day to talk to those who are hurting and reaching out to them. And uh, we can make such a difference in people's life. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, text line 720 336 Let's see where we're at. Let's go. Let's stay in Greeley. Let's go to Brandon. Hi, Brandon. Sir. You're on Calvary Live.
1: Hi, Pastor. How are you?
3: I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Just driving home from work. Um, I have a simpler question um, regarding cremation. Well, we recently lost a, a family member, and it sparked some uh, conversations among the family about what we do about uh, what for like final wishes and all that stuff. My dad says he doesn't want to be cremated because the Bible says that um, that that a burned I think it's a burned body can't go to heaven or something along those lines. And I know that you know nothing's beyond Jesus Christ. Um, mm-hmm being able to bring us home and all that stuff. But uh, just curious what that actually meant. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, Brandon, you might ask them, where in the Bible is it? Because I don't know of any reference that says that a burnt body, you won't go to heaven. The Bible does say in the book of Hebrews that it's appointed once for man to die and then the judgment. And, and people ask about cremation because some have been told that if you get cremated, that you won't go to heaven. It's it's not based on what happens to your body, you know, after you die. It's a point at once for man to die, then the judgment. It's 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 determined what you do in this life now, and the decision that you make for Jesus Christ. And so the Bible doesn't speak about you know against cremation. Um, there are some that have the conviction they don't want to be cremated. That's fine, but in the resurrection, here's what here's what. Cremation does. First of all, that people go through the process of cremation because uh, because of economic reasons is one of them. Um, is because it's very very costly to have a burial plot and in, in a casket and all of that. So some people they just can't afford that. Um, but you know, in the Bible, what what cremation does is it speeds up the process. The Bible says, "From dust to dust." You know, from the Dust we came and from the dust we're going to return. And he knows all of those cells. He knows every bit of, you know, those, you know, um, ashes that are there um, and that will be resurrected. And here's the other thing, Brandon. I mean, think about this. Can you imagine you're a believer in Jesus Christ? You know, you put your faith and trust in him. You've been washed clean by the blood of Jesus Christ and you get to heaven and all of a sudden the Lord says, up, sorry, can't let you come into heaven because your family decided to cremate you. You know that that's no, that's not our Lord. Um, it is well done, good and faithful servant. Plus, what about those Christians that were burnt at the stake? What about those Christians that were martyred and burnt at the stake by Caesar Nero and, and Domitian's? We were talking about the persecution of Christians in the first century. So, you know, the Bible doesn't say anything uh, prohibiting cremation. I think it's a preference and and maybe even a conviction that people have. But there's nowhere in the Bible that I know that says a burnt body uh, won't make it to heaven because there was a lot of Christians that ended up getting burnt.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
3: Okay. Does that that help out? Uh, Yeah, it absolutely does. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. I'll get back with them and talk with you on Sunday. Okay, Brandon. God bless you. All right. Bless you. Thanks, bye. Uh-huh. So glad to call. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Text line 720-336-0897. And, you know, that I've been asked that a number of times and um you know, we need to make sure that we give people the word of God and we give them the truth of God's word. It's appointed once for man to die, then the judgment. Um it's what we do in this lifetime. Uh people making a decision for Jesus Christ. Um and That's uh, why it's so important that we get the gospel message out to others. We got a couple open lines, so I'd love for you to give me a call. And give me a call at 303 690 3000 is the call in number. The text line is 720 336 0897. We're going to continue with the phone lines, but we got a couple open lines. We've got plenty of time in the show for you to call to receive prayer or to answer your questions that you might have concerning the Bible or Christian living or our worldview on things that we see around us. So I'd love for you to be able to do that while we have this time together. In the meantime, let's go to Bradley in South Jersey. Bradley?
1: Hello, how are you doing?
3: I'm good. How are you?
1: Very good. Can you hear me? Well,
3: I can hear you. Yeah. awesome, welcome to the program
1: awesome talk to you. thank you so much for taking my call.
3: You bet absolutely
1: and I really like the answer given about the um um about the burning of the stakes and the the burning of the body because i that was a good question that car as well cremation. My yeah. question um good. I had for you today is with the end times and um uh, I want to give a reference out to all the listeners too if that's okay yeah um. I'll, I was wondering, pretty much like today, you know how Jesus says, "As it was in the days of Noah, we'll also be coming in the coming of the Son of Man." Man, um, and also when the apostles um, asked Jesus, um, "What will be the signs of the times?" Do you think the church, in all in all reality, um, around the world, can really see, honestly, the the global and even. Uh, people's even how they're acting towards each other and what was said in the bible uh, when the days when all this all were going to happen before Christ return do you think they were really awakened to that um and secondly um do you have you ever heard about maybe a planetary system being the cause of maybe the uh, the days of Noah um and Moses uh, with the darkness and the plague causing the plagues, and when Christ uh, said it is finished and it was darkened for three hours, something blocking the sun for that long? And uh, and that's my question. And I also want to say um, the planetary system thing is Paul Begley on YouTube and Mike from around the world on Council of Time, Uh, and that's all. Thank you.
3: Yeah. Okay. Well, there was a lot there, Bradley. What's going to happen here in about a minute or so is we're going to— Hear the music, and then uh, we're going to take a break. So I probably won't be able to to finish my answer. So when you hear that, Bradley, we'll break and then come back, and I'll finish it. But I'll start from the start. You're asking if the church is really aware of the signs of the time. I think it it depends who you talk to. You know, when Jesus was on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came and asked him, "What are the signs of your coming and the signs of the end of the age?" and he would give them those signs. And he said that there's going to be false Christs, there's kingdoms against kingdom, um, there's going to be earthquakes in various places, pestilence. All these are the beginning of sorrows or birth pangs. So there's birth pangs that are going to occur. And what we're seeing around us today, it's important for us to understand that there's shadows of what is going to culminate in that seven-year period called the tribulation period that's when the culmination of things matter of fact when you look at the Olivet Discourse what you see is is that it very much correlates with chapter six of the book of Revelation so Bradley what I want you to do is I want you to just hang on you hear the music we're going to break grab one of those open minds 303 we'll be right back
0: Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
3: Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Biggs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado on this beautiful, beautiful Tuesday afternoon in Colorado. I know it's the middle of winter, but... Uh, There's just some beauty in each of the seasons that we go through, and the sky is blue, the sun is setting. I noticed that the days are starting to get just a little bit longer, so we're heading in the right direction, right? So give me a call. You just heard those numbers. we got two open lines. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And then the text line, and we'll go to the text line uh, when uh, we... Uh, are waiting for calls to come in, 720-336-0897. So I want to remind you as well that that is a 24-7 prayer line that you can text in a prayer request anytime. During the show, we'll we'll use that uh, text line uh, to pray for you as we have time and answer your questions. But uh, there is a prayer team and the pastors at Calvary Church in Aurora that will be praying for you as you use that resource That text line is for texting only uh, to text in a prayer request, and they they will be doing that. And I think it's such a good resource, so I want to encourage you in that. And so give me a call, 303-690-3000. We've had some good discussions, good questions, prayer requests. We're going to continue with Bradley, who is in South Jersey. Bradley, you still with us? Yes, I am. And uh, Bradley asked a question right before the break. We, we're back from break. He is asking about, is the church aware of the signs that are going on? And I think, Bradley, it's who you ask, because Peter did say that there would be scoffers in the last days uh, that will say, where's the coming of the Lord since your forefathers' times? Things continue as they are. Well, we know that things are not continuing as they are. And one of the trends that, unfortunately, that I think that we do see in some circles of Christianity is an ignoring of end-time prophecy. Uh, There are uh, a number of churches that will not talk about the return of the Lord. There's a number of churches that won't teach the book of Revelation. They won't talk about the rapture of the church. They won't talk about the signs of the end, and I think it's very unfortunate And uh, one of the things is, as people see these things going on, like COVID, is COVID, and here's the thing, is COVID a sign of the return of the Lord? It's one of the birth pangs that we know. Now, when we talk about the return of the Lord, we talk about the rapture of the church when the Lord's going to come for his church, which I believe will take place prior to that seven-year period, the tribulation period. And then there's the second coming of Jesus Christ that takes place at the end of the tribulation period. And the thing to remember is that the rapture of the church is a signless event. In other words, that we see the things going on, the birth pangs, but there's no prophecy that has to be fulfilled for the rapture of the church to happen. And Jesus, because you mentioned that the coming of the Son of Man will be like in the days of Noah, right? The days of Noah, here is Noah. He's building a, a boat. He's a preacher of righteousness, For 120 years, he's building a boat, and they have no idea that judgment is going to come. And all of a sudden, Noah gets in the boat, and they're probably thinking, what's this old coot doing? You know, He's been building this boat. Well, it's going to rain. Judgment's going to come. They didn't know what rain was because it didn't rain in those days, and all of a sudden, drip. And all of a sudden, drip. And all of a sudden, drip. And it began to rain, and judgment came, and it flooded the whole earth. Jesus also said, along with the days of Noah, was Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, and he talks about Lot there in Luke's Gospel, uh, chapter 12, I believe. The coming of the Son of Man is like the days of Lot. When the angels came to Sodom and told Lot and his family to get out because judgment's going to come, they weren't expecting it. So in that, Jesus is speaking about the uh, you know severity of judgment that's going to come and the unexpectancy of the judgment to come. Matter of fact, it was Lot's family that lingered. And he goes on in Matthew 24 in the Olivet Discourse to say that you be watching and you be waiting, be the wise servant that's looking for the master's return, because they come at a time that you do not know. We read repeatedly in the New Testament that we're to be sober, we're to be watching. It's like a thief in the night to come into the Lord. um, And, you know, Uh, that don't get weighed down, the warnings are given, with carousing, drunkenness, and cares of life, lest that day overtake you unexpectedly. So the coming of the Lord in the rapture of the church is going to happen on a day that, uh, that we're not expecting it. And that's why it's so critical that we be looking for the return of the Lord, that he could come at any time. We don't know the day or the hour, but he could come at any time. And John says that when we see him, we will be like him, and he who has this hope purifies himself. Now, Bradley, sometimes what happens is people say, well, you guys that are looking for the rapture of the church, the return of the Lord, you just want to escape. You're just looking for a way out. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll take the escape, because Jesus said uh, in um, Luke's uh, um, account of the Olivet Discourse, He said, watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass. What things? He had been talking about the signs of the end, the tribulation period and all that, and to stand before the Son of Man. There is a way of escape, and that is he's going to come for his church. And as we are watching, if we are living today, that perhaps today, maybe today, that the one who loves me... The one who died for me, the one who promised he's going to come for his church, maybe today he will come for the church. It has a purifying effect on your life. And I think that as we see the signs, the super sign, Israel becoming a nation, but we see the birth pangs, you know, all these things that are happening. And it's like, you know, it's screaming at us that the Lord's coming soon. Again, we don't know the day or the hour. Pay attention. It is not a time to be ignoring these things that are written to us in the Scriptures. But I think we're closer to the return of the Lord than, than, than we think. At least that's what I pray. And that the church needs to be attentive and needs to be a watchman on the wall that is given this message that the Lord's coming back soon. And we need to be aware of the things that are taking place around us. And it, and you put the whole of Scripture, even as Paul said, and in the last days it's going to be perilous times, uh, and uh, he describes the uh, character of man, uh, lovers of self, this misdirected love living for themselves, corrupt minds and those who are counterfeits and and persecution is going to increase. He says that the church, that there will be those who will be given over to doctrines of demons in the latter days and those who will depart from the faith. So all these things that we are seeing, the rumblings, the birth pangs, and they're just shadows of what's going to culminate in the tribulation period. When it comes to the planetary thing that you're asking about, I don't know. Um, you know, I do know that Luke's gospel tells us in the crucifixion of Jesus Christ that the whole world, the whole earth was dark for three hours. It was a supernatural event. Uh, God did that, um, and, uh, and you know, how he did that, I don't know. Um, but I know that it was dark for three hours. The gospel writers tell us that all the land was dark. So I don't know about that part that you were asking about.
1: Thank you so much. Still- it was an honor to be on the show and had my questions answered. It was Thank you very, very much.
3: You bet, Bradley. Glad you're listening to us. Keep listening, okay?
1: Of course. Great show. God bless you. Keep preaching the good news till our Lord returns. Thank you so much.
3: All right. All right. We'll keep doing that. Hey, 303-690-3000. All of a sudden, we got all open lines. So I'd love for you to be able to call and uh, give me a uh, 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 a call and we'll go right to the phone lines as you do that. So grab one of those open lines. Take advantage of it. 303-690-3000. As I get my headphones here in order. And um, and uh, there's a text line 720-336-0897 is the text line. And got plenty of time in the show. Uh, I would like to make a quick announcement while I have time. We usually just go to the phone lines, and and we want, we got uh, a little break here. Uh, we are uh, finishing Matthew here on Sunday mornings at Calvary Chapel Greeley. So, I'd love for you to join us. I did a prophecy update on New Year's Eve. Um, got a lot of of views on that. Uh, the nation's rage as we looked at Psalm two. Uh, part of the Olivet Discourse from Luke's Gospel. So calvarychapelgreeley.org for the prophecy update. And then as we finish Matthew here uh, this month at, at Calvary Chapel Greeley, then I'm going to be doing a study in the book of Daniel. So um, those of you in the Greeley area, we'd love for you to join us. Uh, it's It's an incredible book. Daniel is called the most interesting book in all of the Bible. And it is so. We are looking right now at the crucifixion, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and then we'll go into the Book of Daniel on Sunday morning. So, I'd love for you to join us for that. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the call in number. The text line seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. Let's go to Darlene in Baltimore. Darlene, yes. Welcome to the <laughs> program.
4: I'm a new listener. Um, to your program. Um, well, welcome
3: I had the, to Calvary Life.
4: I'm sorry, I can't... Go ahead. Okay, I, um, I'm new to your program, but I had a burning question.
3: <laughs>
2: uh-huh. um,
4: um, the question that I have, or well, the problem that I'm facing is, what if you need God to answer you immediately? Um. God wants you to go to him for anything and everything that you right. are experiencing um, and even down to what you should put on to wear. Um, <clears throat> I had a situation over over the holiday with um, a family member um, that came in town from another state. and um, that person uh, was around uh, people that tested positive. Um for the virus. Um, mm-hmm. She wasn't positive, and the fam- her, her little family from the other state wasn't positive, but they were around several people. and then they you know they went out with another group. So when it came time for them to stop at my house, um, and I had seen them one of those days, um, when it came time to stop at my house, um, she called me and um, said, um, we're in the area. Um, you mind if we stop by um and I had all the gifts here and right. I I said um let me call you back so I uh prayed um what should I say I you know I asked my husband i mean it was my it, it was my dilemma it's like okay um god I need you and I had to call her right right back while they were traveling so I I was waiting for God to tell me what to do. So when I I um, got back on the phone with the uh, with her, I um, still didn't have an answer. I said, um, and I was hemming high, and mm-hmm. with that she um, did not appreciate that. Um, and I said, um, you c- you can come in and get the presents, and then she blew up. No. I'm not. If my family, if they can't come in, never mind. You said you seemed like you wanted us to come over. Now you're changing your mind, and you know I don't. You know she doesn't appreciate my indecisiveness. So right. we have not been um, as close since that happened um, the first of the year, and I've I've been through it um, trying to um, just make sense of it because because she wouldn't answer my phone calls. Um, and it was it was awful. It was it yeah, was really I'm awful. So, sorry. so we did end. Thank you. We did end up um, talking because I kept calling because as a Christian, you know, and she's a Christian. Why 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 would she, we have to go through that? And then when I right. finally got her to call, talk ten days later, um, her her reasoning for it was that she wished that I would be more decisive a yes or no when I say things. Mm-hmm. Um. And I listened, and she has her flaws, but why would she wait for 10 days to, that felt like, punish me?
3: Well, sometimes Um, people, they need that time, darling. They need that time to process everything, especially when they're upset, and and they just need to just, sometimes it's better for them just to kind of take a deep breath, take a little bit of time, and be able to talk it out. You know, when it comes to answering situations, because Darlene, you're not alone in this, and you were not alone in this situation, in that a lot of people were facing this during the holiday season, Thanksgiving, Christmas, especially with the Omicron. We're hearing about, you know, the positivity rate here in Colorado is over 28% now. I mean, that's as high as it's been. So everybody's got to make a decision. And as a pastor, I've had to make decisions you know, about pastoring this church for the last two years concerning COVID. You know, how are we going to move forward? How are we going to do this? You know, should we gather? Sometimes I need a little time to think about it. And the Bible says, let our yes be yes and our no be no. But there are times where we just need to sort it through. And what's hard is when you're put on the spot. When you're put on the spot and you got to make a decision right there, one of the things Paul writes in the book of Colossians, may the peace of God rule in your heart. And if somebody asks me something, I'm kind of put on the spot and I just don't have a peace about it. That word rule in Colossians chapter three means a baseball umpire. It literally means to make the call. God will make the call. And if I don't have a peace about something, I'll hold off on it. And to me, obviously, You know, Or perhaps what you're telling me is you just didn't have a piece about somebody who's been exposed to COVID or around people who tested positive that come over. You wanted to be careful, and you have a right to do that. And I think that Christians right now need to be patient with one another because everybody has different convictions, and you had a conviction as coming over. And so there is being patient with one another, giving preference to one another— looking out not only for your own interest, but the interest of others. And then for you, you're know, you processing all this. You want to see your family. It isn't that you don't want to, but there is a health issue that is there. But you let the peace of God rule in your heart. And I know for me that at times, if I just don't have a peace about it, I'll just say no or hold off or whatever. I don't move forward with it. And I just got to trust the Lord with that. And that's You know, the wonderful thing about being a Christian is just being sensitive to the leading of the Lord in the spirit of the Lord. And we got different convictions and the Lord speaks to us. And um, as somebody says no, and it's okay to say no, Darlene, even though it caused, you know, some tension and to pray and say, Lord, we want to be able to get some clarity and understanding and work this out, which sounds like it did. But you trust the Lord. that He'll bring it to that point and that, you know, he was putting these things on your heart, and you leave it there and you move forward. And um, and hopefully that helps. But sometimes we kind of get put on the spot of those things.
4: Oh, but good lead, go with your heart. Let um, the peace the of God
3: rule in your heart. Here's Here's kind of, you remember Elijah? He was on Mount Carmel, mm-hmm. and he called down fire from heaven, And then he dealt with the prophets of Baal. And then Jezebel says, I'm going to get you, Elijah. I'm going to lop your head off. So Elijah, he runs. He runs all the way down to the desert. And he's sleeping. And the angel wakes him up there and says, Elijah, awake, for the journey is long. And eat. And then he goes down to the mountain of God. And there was the earthquake. And there was the fire. And there was the wind that was breaking up the rocks. But the Lord wasn't in the fire. The Lord wasn't in the wind. The Lord wasn't in the earthquake. But he heard the still, small voice of the Lord saying, Elijah, what are you doing here? It was a journey for Elijah. And I know there are times where I feel like I get put on the spot, Darlene. And it's like, Lord, I need an earthquake right now. I need the fire. I need something very definitive. Speak to me. And it's... The still small voice that will speak to you as you're seeking him. Listen, the journey's long. The journey's long, and we need to every day. That's why it's important I tell people that, you know, get up and do your devotions and say, Lord, guide me and direct me. Be sensitive to the leading of the Lord. As you grow in the word of the Lord, he's going to use that to be able to speak to you more and just be sensitive to his leading. But the journey's long. And to be sensitive to hearing the Lord, arise and eat, take in the word of God and be sensitive to hearing the still small voice of the Lord in our lives. And we do the best. And I know that sometimes I miss it or sometimes I just kind of wrestle through it. But, you know, as long as you're desiring to honor him and do what he is calling you to do and speaking to your heart, he's going to work it out somehow.
4: Well, then if that's the case, my heart was wanting, my heart wanted them to come in. Um, mm-hmm. But then I was it just, it just, and then I, I was wrestling with maybe my yeah. mind, you know, intelligently well, thinking, and no, that's fear. not the so, Yeah,
3: and, but, and fear can be there, and doubt, and all that. You know, we're but flesh. We're but flesh. And, you know, sometimes we second guess in, in all of this. And the Lord knows but we're but dust, and he understands those things. But I think that that he's working, you know, in the relationship, and you had a chance to talk. So, Darlene, you just, you know, we do the best that we can, and and right. just trying to be sensitive to the leading of the Lord. So don't be yes. too hard on yourself, okay?
4: Oh, oh, I've been suffering. I haven't been able to eat much. I ha- I, I have been suffering. And I'm trying—what I I have to do now is work on forgiveness. Um, That's what I have to work on, and and not to hold anything inside about this.
3: Yeah, and here's the thing about forgiveness. You're making a choice to forgive, that, Lord, I'm going to forgive, because you don't want that situation to have power over you, but to forgive. And forgiveness can be one of the hardest things that God has called us to do. But he's called us to do it, and the imperative to forgive because it will paralyze us. and And so the Lord is saying to you, "Arise and eat." Okay, that you forgive, put it under the blood of Jesus Christ, yes. and move forward. And yes. um, and He's gonna work it for good. Okay.
4: Okay, I I really appreciate that. Um, maybe that will be a sermon for you one Sunday
3: about
4: a quick decisions. Hearing from <laughs> car- well, you need them right at that moment. <laughs> yeah, I know. Let okay, me pray for well- you,
3: Darlene. Father, I just I just pray for Darlene. As she's new to Calvary Live? I'm glad she found this. I pray that it was helpful, and Lord, just just help her, Lord, to forgive, and Lord, not to to let this situation just bring any kind of bitterness or. Um, doubting and all those things but Lord just to move forward and I pray for the relationship with their family with their daughter that it would be better than ever that you bring clarity and understanding in a coming together where there's patience and love and uh, restoring of those things Lord and I I hear from Darlene she loves her family she wants to see them but Lord that um, she would trust in you and Lord that you would bring them together Lord, this COVID has just brought so much uncertainty to all of us, to one degree or another, and I just pray that you would just help us, and as we're making decisions for our own selves and and for our families, and Lord, that um that we would hear the still small voice of the Lord speaking to us, and so, Lord, I thank you that uh, we can go to you to receive wisdom and guidance, and that voice behind us that says, "Walks in it, this is the way." And so, Lord, do that for Darlene in this day going forward, in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Bless I you, Darlene.
4: Really the name. What is your name again? I'm sorry. My name, Pastor.
3: My name, my name is Jeff Figs. I pastor out here in Colorado, in Greeley, Colorado.
4: Oh, okay. So, well, thank you, Pastor so, Figs. I really you're appreciate welcome. that.
3: And you, and you call us if you ever need anything. Okay.
4: I will. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye.
3: God bless you. Bye bye. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand calling number. Sometimes you know, we we do our best and we commit the rest and being sensitive to the leading of the Lord. And it's not always easy, is it? Let's go to Sierra in Atlanta. Sierra. Sierra, are you there? Let me see. She is gone. So let's go to Jeffrey in Lawrenceburg, Tennessee. Jeffrey? I'm here. Hey. You're welcome. Uh welcome to Calvary Live. Thank you. So what do you got for me?
1: I was wondering why the book of Enoch isn't in the included in uh, in the Bible.
3: Well a lot of people can ask that. Um You know what is the book of Enoch? Why isn't it in the Bible? Um, It's interesting that uh, the little epistle Jude quotes from the book of Enoch in verses fourteen and fifteen. Enoch the seventh from Adam prophesied about these men. Uh, He says the Lord is coming with ten thousands of his saints and all of that. So there are people that you know say, well, why isn't the book of Enoch in the Bible? Um, I think that what we can look at it and um is that Jude quoting from the Book of Enoch does not indicate that the entire book of Enoch is inspired um uh, It just means that that particular verse was true, and scholars that as they put the canon of scripture together, uh, believe the Book of Enoch w- have um was you, you know They wonder if it's even written by Enoch in the Bible. Um, And then also, you know, some of those extra-biblical acrypha books and things like that, there's problems historically and things like that. So they may contain truth, but here's the thing about the Bible. The Bible is truth. And, uh, you know, for me, we treat the book of Enoch in the same manner we do any other, uh, uh, you know, the apocryphal writings, um, and, um, and, you know, there's historical inaccuracies, um, other things that are not in line with the other biblical truths that are given. So um, that's kind of the book of Enoch, why it's not included in the Bible.
1: Well, that's kind of interesting, because not every book in the Bible was written by the person that they're talking about.
3: Well, here's the thing to remember, Jeffrey, is there's sixty-six books of the Bible. Paul says in Second Timothy chapter three, verse sixteen, all scripture is inspired by God and is given and it is profitable for doctrine, for correction, for reproof, for instruction in righteousness. So all scripture from Genesis one one to Revelation twenty two, twenty-one is um inspired. God breathed put to the page literally is what it means. And what I try to encourage people, because people call up and say, why aren't these books in the Bible? Why isn't the book of Enoch in the Bible? Listen, you got 66 books that are inspired by God. We know that because Paul the Apostle writes that, that are there for us to study. Nothing wrong if you read the book of Enoch, but it's not part of the canon of Scripture, and we can't include it in the inherency of the Word of God, the infallibility of the Word of God, and the inspiration of the Word of God. Um, and so there's plenty of books there to study. And that's what I tell people, study those books, you know, get into the Bible. There's so much that is there for us to learn in the study and to know that we can trust it and that it's infallible, that it is inspired by him. So that's that's where I want to encourage you in.
1: Yeah, well, my father was a pastor and I am a man of God and I read my Bible on a daily basis Good. and I know my Bible. And I believe that the book of Enoch is inspired by God.
3: Well, you know, yeah, you can have your opinion on that. But uh, me, 66 books, I'm going to keep studying it. But, hey, I appreciate you calling. Glad we got you in. You hear the music. We're at the end of the show and had a great, great show. Thank you, everybody. Calvary Live will be back tomorrow at the same time. So keep listening. Keep calling so glad to be with you today. God bless you. Have a great evening, and we'll talk to you next time.
0: You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.